Welcome today to Kingdom Concepts. I'm in the studio with my good friend, Dr. Daryl Rogers, and we've been having a wonderful, wonderful time ministering on prayer. Amen. We want to see your prayers get answered. We want to see your prayers and your petitions go to a whole nother level. Amen. And we would love for you, amen, to be able to enjoy the episodes that we've already uh, recorded. Amen. You can go back in our history. They're there in our archives for you to enjoy. If you haven't already, please like and subscribe, amen, to this page. Amen. So every Monday when a new episode comes out, you're going to be one of the first ones to be able to receive it. Amen. And so we want you to be a part of that. Amen. Our desire is just to be a blessing to you and in your spiritual development. Today, we're going to be talking about the prayer of faith. Um, we've already talked about, uh, you know, the importance of prayer, what prayer is. Uh, we talked about what prayer is not. We also talked about, you know, why some people don't receive answered prayer. But I think that this is so important when it comes to, to what prayer is, because like what you had said in one of our previous episodes, was that prayer is us agreeing with what God has already done. Um, when it comes to the prayer of faith, um, you know, what, what comes forward? What, what's your knee-jerk response when you think of the prayer of faith, Doc? Well, it, it, the prayer of faith is something that God has already done, that His faith is placed in me. His Spirit is in me. So when it says in Mark eleven twenty two, it says, have the God kind of faith. Mm. Have the faith like God, and then gives you the example of what that faith is. Then the thing of it is, is that it, it convinces me that we are so short on using that prayer because... Even though we read it, even though we've listened to Hagen's teaching yeah. on it, even though we've read the authority of the believer many times and, and many other books that are on the subject matter, we still have a tendency, well, if it works, it works. If it doesn't, it doesn't. How is that the God of faith, the God kind of faith? Yeah. Because, you know, when, even when you look at Luke 17, it says, and you would say to this sycamine tree, be thou removed and be cast into the sea. And it says this, and it would obey you. Mm. So do we have power in our mouth? You know, the death and life's in the power of the tongue. Yeah, that's right. right. That's right. So you have not because you ask not. You're not asking right. You're not asking according to the word of God. But this is stepping up because you, you got your mind renewed to this kind of faith. Because Jesus gives you that example before this, and he just talks about cursing the fig tree. Yeah, you know what, Let, let's... Uh... Let's jump into that because okay. that's such a foundational thing for us as okay. a people of faith. Amen. Grab your Bible. Amen. Grab a notebook. Uh, you know, you're going to discover that when, when me and Doc get together, we, we quote a lot of scriptures. <laughs> it's because if we started turning to them, we'd be here all day and we wouldn't be able to accomplish everything that we would like. Uh, but this is so important. Mark chapter 11. And I'll, 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 uh, I'll, set, the, the, I'll set the tone for it. You know, Jesus... 
it says here in verse 12, amen, on the morning when they were come from Bethany, him and his disciples, it says that Jesus, check this out, he was hungry. And seeing a fig tree afar off having leaves, he came happily that he might find anything thereon. And we came, when he came to it, he found nothing but leaves. For the time of figs was not yet. Now, this is something to be understood, is that when, if you've ever had a fig tree, the leaves and the fruit grow together at the same sure. time. It wasn't fig season, but Jesus' hunger caused that tree to produce some leaves, but it didn't produce figs. So the leaves being there is a miracle in itself. It just wasn't a complete miracle. Now, he goes on to say right here, verse 14, that Jesus answered and said unto it, No man will eat fruit from thee hereafter forever. And his disciples heard it. So Jesus, he answered that tree. That means that tree said something to him. And when the creation's trying to tell the creator <laughs> what, what to expect, you're going to always have trouble. Now, you jump down here to verse 20, and it says this, And in the morning, as they passed by, they saw the fig tree dried up from the roots. And Peter, calling to remember it, said unto him, Master, behold, the fig tree which thou cursed is withered away. Now, this is where... This is where you, you, you started jumping in right here, Doc, and, and I'll go ahead and turn it over to you. Uh, in verse 22, then Jesus answered them. Yeah. And he said, have faith in God, or the literal translation, I believe, is the faith of God, or we faith would of, say the God kind of faith. The God kind of faith. So t take, take it from there. Or do you want, me to, you, want me to, you want me to finish reading these last couple of verses? Yeah, yeah go ahead. All right. Have, have faith in God, or have the God kind of faith, for verily I say unto you that whosoever shall say unto the mountain, Be thou removed and be cast into the sea, and shall not doubt in his heart, but shall believe that those things which he saith shall come to pass, he shall have whatsoever he saith. Therefore I say unto you, What things soever you desire, when you pray, believe that you receive them, and you shall have them. And when you stand praying, forgive if you have ought against any, that your Father also which is in heaven may forgive you your trespasses. Break this down for us, because there's, there's definitely a formula in here for getting results, especially when you pray. Well, when you think about this, we got more power than we wield. Mm -hmm. Because if there is power because of that God kind of faith being in us, then what are we not saying? Mm, you know, because I, I was listening to Mark Hankins and, and the other day, and he said this. He said, God said, if you knew what was on the other side of that mountain, you'd move it. Mm, come on. So the idea of it is, is the mountain is a hindrance. Even like this, you know, we've been talking for these sessions, we've been talking about the results of prayer. Mm hmm there could be a result of prayer that's a negative result because you haven't taken your authority to move that mountain or that hindrance. Mm. Because a mountain is potential, potentially something that you have to deal with in the natural realm that truthfully you got more power in the spiritual realm than you have in the natural realm. Yeah, amen. So that's the God kind of faith. And so when I, when I look at this, I, I think to myself, if I really believe this scripture, 
I'm going to not only get it settled in me, I'm going to say it, and I'm going to say it, and I'm going to say it over and over and over again. It doesn't say just say it three times, even though the Scripture is saying it. The idea of it is, is if you're convinced, then you should be able to say it no matter what anybody says. Yeah, that's right. That's why you don't go out and solicit a people's opinions, mm -hmm. because people's opinions can rob you of being able to move the mountain. You know, that is so true, because you're always going to have those negative Nancys. <laughs> yeah, it's just true. You know, that are going to try to eat away at what you're believing for. Um, how important is, how important is your voice with your faith? Cause you said something in one of our episodes, uh, that we'd recently done, you know, to where basically, uh, faith is voice activated, right? You know, how important is it when, when you're praying a prayer of faith, you know, how important is it for you to give that prayer of voice? Well, if you don't do that, then you're going to miss it. Mm. Because, you know, um, like I said earlier, um, in Ephesians, it says this, that you've got to understand what the will of the Lord is. But Corinthians, 2 Corinthians 4.13 says that if you believe, therefore you speak. Yeah. So we should be, we should be talking what we believe. As a matter of fact, that's the, the main difference from 1975 to 1995 or something like that. That was the main difference between what we were taught then. We were like raw recruits, <laughs> and we just believed. Mm -hmm. So when somebody would talk to us about that scripture... You know, because it wasn't in the Bible just when Kenneth Hagin found it. Yeah, that's right. <laughs> you know? It, it's like when we look at that scripture, we realize that our responsibility is to be a raw recruit, and we know that we have authority. When you, when you think about this, you know, Paul writes to the church at Ephesus, He's in the first chapter, and it says that the devil was brought to not zero. Amen. So we're fighting against principalities and powers that are zero. Come on. So what? What's the hindrance? In the world, you're going to have tribulation, but mm -hmm. be of good cheer. I've overcome it. Mm -hmm. John sixteen thirty three. Yeah. But the th other thing is this: is that if you believe, you'll receive. If you believe, you'll receive. Yeah. So you're going to find out whether you really believe it or not. You yeah. know, because when I was young and dumb, I just believed what I was taught. <laughs> yeah. And so I did it. Yeah. You know? Yeah, you, you, you didn't start with unbelief. <laughs> no. You, you, I had never heard the word preached like that before. Yeah. I, I mean... There's nothing new in the Bible, but the interpretation uh, in faith is a different deal. You know, isn't that the truth? Because, you know, like, because we both came out of denominationalism and the same one. And, uh, and what was amazing was that we were taught the value of soul winning. 
we were taught the value of your witness in 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 the results of that, you know, are just amazing. But when it came to how to live, that was the thing that I found was missing, was I didn't know how to live. And the things that we were being taught um, from the organization, um, it put a very low ceiling on, I mean, you know this greater than I do, because your, your father was under that. And it's like uh, to where uh, there was no faith for, for you to have a good life, especially if you're a minister. I mean, I mean, you had parents that would cry when it came to the thoughts of their kids going into ministry because of that kind of mindset to where it's like you because in, instead of you having that um, that third John two kind of life, beloved, I desire above all else that you prosper, be in health, even as your soul prospers. We were taught, man, you got to God wants you poor, you know, and, and you won't pray for something that you think God is against. And I, I remember as a minister getting these magazines we used to get every month. And, um, and even though I didn't know a lot, I knew it was wrong. I remember telling my wife because they, they had this, this article on how ministers could supplement their income. Right. By being like the gardener for your parishioners. And that instead of buying like new clothes that, you know, your wife could get hand-me-downs from other ladies in the church and that... Um, that you as a minister, you could do a shoe exchange and get people's old shoes. It's we like, did all that. <laughs> and so perception, like, said, but you hit the nail on the head. Perception is, 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 is you, when you think a certain way, you're going to pray a certain way. And I know that when I got turned on to the word of faith, I'd never heard nothing like that. Yeah, me either. It, it lit me up because I was like, you can really have good, you know, you can have a good life. God wants you to have a good life, but it was the, 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 it's amazing how, how perception, it, it can either cause great things to happen or it can cause, it can make things be easier. It can make things hard. Right. It's like the glass is half full or the glass is half empty. Um, um, I'm the healed of the Lord being attacked with sickness or I'm the sick of the Lord trying to get healed. I right. mean, that changes everything. And when it comes to the prayer of faith, um, you know, it says whosoever can have whatsoever. And how important is, is it for us to pray? Uh, what, what does praying the prayer of faith, uh, what are some of the benefits? What does that activate? Like when it comes to angels and different things, like what, what are some of the things that, uh, that accompany the prayer of faith? Well, all the benefits and blessings of God. So if you're, if you're not praying a prayer of faith, then what happens is, is that you receive nothing. Don't think that man will receive anything from God because he's unstable, he's double-minded. So we were taught double-mindedness. Mm. When you think about this. That's right. So, you know, my mom died at 43. My dad died at 53. I can remember being with my mom when she took her last breath. And I didn't know what to do. I just accepted it because that's what you did. You were in the church as a Christian, so whatever happened to her, that was God's will. So I, when my dad died, he was at Vets Hospital in Chatsworth. And so all of the family is with him because he's struggling to breathe. And I never forget this, that they read a Psalms to him and they said, Dad, 
we release you to go. Don't fight anymore. So when, when I pr prayed for my uncle, and I, you know, he was in the hospital, and I got a phone call from my Aunt LaVon, and she said, you need to come and see Ernie because they don't expect him to get out of the hospital. So you need to come. So I just prayed. I got in the car. Tony couldn't come with me. So I got in the car. We were living in Pismo at the mm -hmm. time. And I just prayed. And I said, Lord, keep him alive till I get there. So I get to the hospital. There's a doctor and two nurses working on him, trying to get him to breathe. And I'm praying. And I'm just going, God, keep him alive. Mm -hmm. So they got him under control. And then he's, he recognizes me. And he goes, Hey, Daryl, how you doing, man? You know? And I said, I I'm doing good. How are you doing? He said, I'm not, I'm not doing real good. And I, he said this. He said, I need you to pray for me before you leave. I said, Ernie, how many people have prayed for you today? I said, has my Aunt LaVon prayed for you? Has your wife prayed for you? Has my Uncle Vernon prayed for you? Has your pastor prayed for you? I said, it's not prayer you need. You need to make up your mind. Yeah, what do you want? Yeah, what do you want? And he said this, I want to get out of this hospital. And so his wife spoke up and she said, isn't it appointed unto man wants to die? I said, that's not your decision to make. That's right. Wow. That's, that's between him, Ernie, and God. Mm -hmm. I said, Ernie, do you want to live? He said, yes, I do. And so I just said, I re rehearsed all of the scriptures that had to do, that I could remember that had to do with healing, mm. with faith. You know what he said mm. before I left? I'm getting out of this hospital tomorrow. And you know what? He got out of that hospital tomorrow. <laughs> And he lived for about five years after that. His wife told me, she said, he has never had a problem since you spoke to him the word of God. Now, he got sick again, and we were to leave for Africa mm -hmm. on the next day or something like that. Tony and I were both she, she, He was hooked up to all of the vital signs. All of, all of the gauges and everything, you know. Mm -hmm. And so he was struggling to breathe because he had smoked, and so he had an emphysema. Yeah. Okay? And so Tony started reading the Scripture to him. Now, there are unbelievers in that room, mm -hmm. and my Aunt LaVon, which I just don't want to see him suffer. I said, LaVon, he's not suffering. He's fighting to live. Mm -hmm. Okay? Yeah. And so, anyhow, Tony started reading scripture. His vital signs went off the chart because all of a sudden, he, life was coming mm -hmm. to him again. Mm -hmm. That's the power of God's word. Isn't that the truth? Okay. Man? And so the thing of it is, is that we had to leave the next day. He died mm -hmm. because no one was in there to stand in faith for his recovery. They just accepted the denominational thing that what God is in will. control. Yeah. 
man, you know, I, I'm sorry, God, but I, I really dislike that statement. Yeah, I, I, I never liked the if it be your will prayer because it sounds spiritual until it's being prayed over you. Yeah, right. And, uh, but, you know, I, I'm, I'm here listening to your, your testimony. I'm going, and, I, and I'm remembering, I'm remembering as a minister being in the hospital. I had one of my sons in the faith, and he was young and uh, in the hospital, and, and he had, you know, very real health issues and that things that he had done to himself. He was, uh, he had had diabetes, and he didn't do anything in the natural to make adjustments, you know, as well as apply his faith. And every time I would go to the hospital and pray the word of faith, his vitals would change. Whenever I'd leave, they'd go back down. I mean, that happened, that happened until he died. And I remember telling him, I'm like, you have to apply your faith. You have to speak to your mountain. You know, when you pray the prayer of faith, you believe you receive. And like what you had quoted, you know, I believe, therefore I have spoken. It's like, your, 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 when you give voice to God's word, the Bible says that angels hearken to the voice of God's word. You, right. you got angelic help that shows right. up and God hearkens to that word. Right. God, God responds to what he's spoken because him and his word are one. And when I think about speaking to the mountain, you know, and it, you know what it said right here, you know, that uh, in verse 23, Mark 11, verse 23, one more time. For verily I say unto you that whosoever, that means anybody, whosoever shall say, that means your mouth has to be involved in this prayer. Amen. To this mountain, be thou removed and be cast into the sea and shall not doubt in his heart, but shall believe that those things which he saith shall come to pass. He shall have whatsoever he saith. It's like what God, what Jesus was trying to drive home here was that it was the word of faith, you know, spoken that put mountains there, and it's words of faith that can remove those mountains. But Jesus Himself, as He became what we are, one hundred percent man, and Jesus Himself, you think about it, the mountains He spoke to, huh? He spoke to the wind, He spoke to the sea. Right. He changed things in an instant when He prayed and when He spoke those words of faith, and I think. Doubt is such a huge factor. You have some people that they know what God's word says, but when they pray, they don't believe in their heart what they're saying with their mouth. That's true. That example that I gave on one of the other earlier sessions, that man, that his son died mm -hmm. right in front of him. Mm -hmm. But the only word that he focused on was that he could speak life and his son would live mm, because he had been meditating on that scripture. So the thing of it is, it's what you've been meditating on. That's what causes you to have good success. That's good. You know? That's good. So you got to cut out all of the naysayers and all of the trying to figure it out, people. Mm -hmm. Because, you know, when you go on in that, that scripture right there, yeah. you know, it just tells you that even in prayer, you got to have your mind made up, you know? And, and yeah. I, you know, let, let me, I got minute, yeah, minute come on, something. Go for it. Take it. Okay. So here's the thing. In Romans 4, uh, let's see here. 16. Now, this is all about Abraham. And oh. not that it was by one that sinned, so it is the gift for the judgment was, was by one mm -hmm. to condemnation and the free gift of many offenses unto justification. For if by one man's offense reigned by one, much more they receive abundance and grace and the gift of righteousness shall reign in life by 
Christ Jesus, therefore, as by the fence of one's judgment came upon all men to condemnation, even so, by the righteousness of one shall the free gift come upon all men unto justification of life. For as by one man's disobedience many were made sinner, so by the obedience of one shall many be made righteous. So you're in yeah. the righteousness of God. Come on. So you're talking just like God. Yeah. You know, that's what Jesus paid for us. Yeah. And, and, and I'd like one thing that in here. He was fully persuaded. persuaded. No doubt. No room for no it. No doubt. So he had the failure of his own body, the failure of Sarah's body. Yeah. But he was fully persuaded because he knew that God could do exactly what he said he'd do. And, and that's the kind of... That's faith. That's the prayer we have to pray. That's the prayer. Uh, I'm telling you. Woo! Trust in God's word. Amen. What he said is the truth. Amen. Truth being defined as the highest form of reality. Amen. It's powerful. Amen. I, I, I just want to say thank you, Doc. Thank you for, for hey, these lessons. Thank you several, for inviting me, man. I, I, I just enjoyed just this wealth of knowledge. I like knowledge. talking the word. Me too. Me too. Amen. God bless you. We pray for the hand of God to be all over your life. We pray for answered prayers. Amen. We've grown, amen, in our understanding. Hold on to the word of faith, amen. Trust and believe that God will cause you to possess what you pray, amen. Amen. We love you. Thank you for being our guest here on Kingdom Concepts. Amen.